there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Paul Cooney saying good evening welcome to the weekend the Champions League is over not yet a distant memory but we'll be looking back on Celtic Rangers Hearts last night as well no win for them Motherwell Dundee United listen we know the story but Barry I think we're ready to get back into what everyone wants to know who's going to win this title yeah there's there's obviously three games Paul before the the break look the, the Champions League it was great for both of the old firm clubs to get in there but it's been disappointing campaigns no doubt about it um, so back to domestic football three games to go before the break and I fully expect both Rangers and Celtic to get full points a lot on the go today Celtic have had their AGM I don't think there's any amazing headlines but we'll talk about it over the next couple of hours the bits that are interesting for the Go Radio audience 0808 17 17 700 to join the conversation with Barry Ferguson and the captain of Falkirk Stephen McGinn is with us Stephen you've got a big game tomorrow it's, it's a bit of a derby isn't it I know it's Fife versus Central Scotland but Dunfermline, huge match. Yeah, it was a big part of um, what I was excited about going to Falkirk and uh, I think the last game through Dunfermline was great to play in and I think you've seen some of the scenes with some bins flying from outside the ground so hoping tomorrow goes without trouble but really looking forward to the game and the atmosphere that it will bring. So long as they're not throwing them at you, Stephen, hopefully you get a good game tomorrow. You've been in a decent run. We'll talk about that during the programme. There's a big game tonight in the North East as well, Cove Rangers against Queen's Park. Rangers today, well, Antonio Cholak, Player of the Month. And Barry, top scorer so far this season, 14 goals. Yeah, five goals in, in October. Look, he's been one of the plus points, certainly, from Gio's signings. Um, he came in and he's, he's done the hardest thing in football for me. He's put the ball in the back of the net. Um, so yep thoroughly deserves his, his player of the month and um, he's got three more games to hopefully put a few more goals in before the, the break for the, the World Cup Do you know how people always say about managers and who would want to do the job yeah you'd want the money most of us would but here's GVB how much is he enjoying the job? I love it I love every day I'm involved with this club So we'll hear more shortly you Didn't expect to hear that though did you because he's been, yeah, he's he's been in the massive, trenches yeah. Well he's a massive club Um Brilliant fan base. Um, just been a difficult period um, this season in terms of in the Champions League. Um, a few disappointing results domestically. But they're still only four points behind Celtic and they're in a semi-final of the League Cup. And um, hopefully with three games to go before the, the break that they get maximum points. Um, so I'm not surprised that obviously he loves being there. He was there as a player. He was a brilliant player for Rangers the two years um, before he got his nine million, proof, uh, nine million move. Sorry. Arsenal um, so he knows what the club's all about it's it's, it's demanding that's one thing for sure because the fans expect results on the pitch every single game you enter um, so I, I think so far he's done a, a pretty decent job obviously he could do better um, he's missing some key players as you've seen um, players for me who would 
100% get into the, the starting 11 so yeah. it's just about getting to this break getting the injured players back and hopefully he'll have a bit of coin to spend in, in January Stephen as a footballer you love your game you've played for many many years as a supporter and you just love football what did you make of it for the big two in Europe what about Celtic two nights ago what's your reflection at losing 5-1 well, the whole the whole thing was pretty sobering um, I know you can I mean you can just look at you read some of the positives about Celtic and what their expected goals and all that that's come into football but yeah. it was pretty the whole thing was pretty sobering and I, I think even just listening to uh, Gio there he has got a wee springy step that it's over I think uh, now they can put that to bed and he's got three three games this week that he'll, he'll, he'll see as winning them and getting to this break and looking to hit the reset button uh, try and get a few bodies in as Barry said and I think it's I think it's gave him a renewed sense of kind of optimism like go challenge himself go win these three games get get boys back fat add a few in January and really kind of get this job going again for himself but yeah Celtic, it's, it's a tricky one for Celtic because next year if Celtic go back into Champions League and improve massively then you look at this year's campaign you say well they, they did put building blocks they learn from it but if they go out and the same thing happens next year where they play quite well they attack teams but they keep just throwing goals away and, lo- and, and losing some heavily then you're going to say well because I don't they're not going to go out and spend fortunes the, I mean the, the level of players not going to rise significantly they're not going to go and get a Modric or a, a Cruz yeah. so it, I, I don't know what changes in terms of leaving themselves so open Barry we're going to talk about it we're going to hear from Ange Postacoglu one of the headlines today was he's been speaking about the, the club has to sell it's the model and we know it Rangers want to be that as well let's hear from Ange Postacoglu talking about you know selling bringing players in at a good price and selling them for a big coin about it's 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 got to be that we're when I talk about being agile that you know we've got to really be open-minded about these things and and always without putting pressure on on individuals or or, or us forcing people out I think there's a natural evolution of these things where the timing is right and I think <clears throat> the timing is right if we've done our sort of planning correctly we won't be in fear of letting someone go because we've already planned for that and uh, I think that has to happen. Again, if you look at all the clubs our size who have done well at Champions League level, by done well I mean make an impact. Obviously, not you know necessarily winning the competition. All of them have some constants in that they're always in the Champions League, and they've always got an aggressive trading model. You know that's how you make up ground. You know for us to be that sort of football club, we have to be the same. Barry, what do you think? He's saying he doesn't fear losing top players. No, but that he's just mentioned that's their trading model, and it's been that way for a number of years, Paul. Um, and they don't allow anybody going into their final year of their contract after a big player who's worth a lot of money in the transfer market. Um, and it, it looks to me of um, if he thinks one player or two players might go for a fair bit of money, he's always got a backup plan, and he he'll identify players um, to 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 come in, and that's what Rangers have tried to do um, over the, the last couple of years. They've done it with. Nathan Patterson, mm-hmm. they done it with Joe Arebo, they done it with Calvin Bassey. They were lucky with Conor Golson because he ran his contract right down, but they're in a sticky situation at this moment in time with Ryan Kent and Morelos. I don't think Celtic would allow that to happen for a player to go in in their final year of the contract. Let's hear a bit more from Ange about the transfer strategy. I don't think you can sort of quicken the process, but you can certainly accelerate you know, our ability to bridge the gap whether that's financially or on the field, by really aggressive and agile in, in, in the transfer market, meaning that we've got to take opportunities 
when they come along and also maybe even before they come along, preempting so that we're ready and able to, to capitalise on things. So, like I said, in the AGM, that can be a little bit unsettling because it may mean that, you know, we have a high turnover of players, not because of we want people to leave. I mean, it's it's if you have players happy here and they're performing, absolutely, they you know, you, you keep them. But if it means that, you know, you know players do well and, and want to move on to greener pastures, you know, we've got to be ready, willing and able to facilitate that and make sure that we, you know, um, replenish that with something that's going to take us further down the road. Stephen, what do you feel? Well, I think as a, as a club, Celtic um, went against their model two years ago and, and it backfired. They, they tried to hang on to players to, to get the 10 in a row, give them uh, cold on to players that didn't want to be there and it, and it just didn't work. And I think between that and a manager that... I think if you go in and tell Angie Postacoglu that you don't want to be there anymore, then that's oh. you. That's you gone. Um, I think they've got a manager that fully backs the model and he know he know what he was signing up for. And I also think by his own standards, I don't think he wants to turn up next year and just be happy to be in the Champions League. I think he's got whether he's able to achieve it at Celtic. I think he's got huge ambition for himself and and the way he wants to play football. And if you're falling below that. Um, that level then I think he'll want better I don't think he's a, a big emotional attachment with his players mm. everything you hear about he keeps mm. his distance so I think it's pretty, a pretty standard way of how he manages but two points out of the six games it's, it's, it's not what he's looking for next season he wants improvement no I, and I think I think he will take the positives because there is some of the games you think it was so close to being different and so close to being good but I think the other night it was it was a kind of as I said it was I know it's Real Madrid the European champions but it was at one at one point you thought this could get really messy here um, and he won't want that it, he he backs his football to work at the highest level and I don't think he'll stop trying to make it better to to ensure that 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 doesn't happen next year. Some of the news out of the AGM today for Celtic they banked over twenty five million pounds from the UEFA from their participation in the Champions League this season and I think it was seven and a half million more than rivals Rangers. That's partly due to the two draws. Um, we'll get more coming in on that. Ange Postecoglou says he wouldn't be afraid to sell players at the right time. Those the the headlines this afternoon from that. We'll have more from him shortly. We're going to hear from Joe Hart as well. We'll also hear from the Player of the Month, Antonio Cholak. Barry, we're going to talk a wee bit about Rangers as well. Let's hear from the manager though. We heard GVB just for a second or two. This was what he's saying about the job. I love it. I love every day I'm involved with this club. It's great to be to be back. You know, from the first day I stepped in after the the loss against uh, Hips in the semi-final League Cup. You know, every day I come to this club. You know, I enjoy it. Uh, just to be working for this club, to be working with my staff and the players, and uh, it's been it's been a year now since um, since I almost joined the club. But as you know, in any profession, any club, you know, we had uh, we had uh, many highs, but also lows. But uh, just enjoying every 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 day I'm here. Hard to believe that's a year, Barry. So reading, we heard you. You were on with us the other night after the Rangers defeat three one. Uh, Ajax and Ibrox and in your column today in the record you're basically saying Rangers didn't lay a glove on the European big guns that's what's frustrated you and yeah, a lot of the fans look, I'm realistic you've got to remember you're in the Champions League and you've come up against top teams Paul and I totally get that I think the disappointing thing from my side and many Rangers fans side and that you hear it with the players doing interviews and the manager that it was a competitive edge they didn't compete enough certainly at home at Ibrox you've got to make sure that teams and opponents know they're in a game and I think Rangers done that 
45 minutes against Liverpool, 60 minutes against Napoli. You've got to do it for 90 plus minutes. Um, that That's the, the disappointing thing. Look, you can always get beat off top quality teams because you just need to look at Liverpool and Napoli, the quality players they've got. And Ajax, who are not a top team, they're a very good team. I just didn't think Rangers were competitive enough in the three games, certainly at home. Away from home is a bit different, yeah, Paul. Sure. When you go and you go to places like Napoli and, and Liverpool and Amsterdam Arena, um, they're, they're difficult places to go. And if you come away with a point, it's a brilliant result. But certainly at home, I think it was it was disappointing in terms of level of performance. I'm talking about competing with these these players, making sure that they know they're in a game, getting in their faces, making it difficult for them. You mentioned today teams like Barcelona, Inter Milan, Bayern Munich. They came to Ibrox when you were playing. They couldn't beat you. You made it ugly at times. Yeah, but it wasn't great to watch. Yeah. I'll be honest sure. with you. It wasn't great to to play in. Um, but we had to set up a certain way. You've got to respect the opponent you're, you're up against. We had to put them off their stride, make it ugly at times. Sometimes you've got to do that. And that gets you points on the board. And at least, look, when you come off at the, the pitch at the end of the game, Paul, the Rangers fans know when you've put everything into the game. And that's the thing that probably disappointed me with this Champions League campaign with, with, with the Rangers team. And it starts tomorrow for them, doesn't it? Or Sunday. Sunday. They have to, St Johnson. Yeah, yep, they, they've got to get nine points. Um, they, they'll know that. Sure. Any any more drop points, again, the, the pressure starts to, to pile on. So maximum points until the World Cup break. And then hopefully you can get your Lawrences, your Jacks, your Golsons. Um, I think Ben Davis is going to be fit for the for the weekend, but also the other players try and get them back to um, at least be maybe near enough available. And then January the first is just round the corner. Hopefully, he can bring in a few reinforcements, not just to make up the numbers, Paul, to strengthen the the starting eleven. And Stephen, you'll remember it's a similar story in some ways. At Celtic, it used to be a fortress, wasn't it? I remember just looking here in 2012-13 in the Champions League. Celtic uh, they collected points against Barcelona, Benfica, and Spartak Moscow. Ten points, and you know two this time round. Yeah, um, Neil Lennon's record in, in the Champions League is unbelievable. When you yeah. look back at it, mm. honestly, it's because yeah. it, it's when you look at the the games have lost, even the great Celtic teams under Brendan Rodgers. Mm. Um, Took some heavy defeats, didn't win that often at home. You look at some of the, the results from Neil Lennon's time, it was, it was quite amazing actually. I'm just looking there, Tony Watt, of course, that picture that he'll be, of course, he'll be back tomorrow. That, that's good news. That That's a famous that, one, but even in the new camp, that Jordi Alba scores late on to, yeah. to win 2 1. They're so competitive, and that's the one thing Neil Lennon always did uh, for Celtic in Europe. They, they were always so competitive and set up well. Is it ever going to get back to it for both teams, do you think? Barry yeah, well, or, hopefully yeah. they've learned their lesson. But both of the teams and um, they'll be desperate to get back listen you want to be in the Champions League for me Rangers and Celtic should be in the Champions League they're Champions League clubs are they going to go into the last 16 no, I'm a realist probably not but you've got to at least try and compete for that third place to make sure you stay in Europe after Christmas Paul it's Barry Ferguson Paul Cooney and Stephen McGinn loads of audio from Ange Postacoglu and from GVB Joe Hart will join us as well as will Antonio Cholag let's get the update of the big game tomorrow then Celtic at home to Dundee United here's the update from the manager no the boys trained and everyone's everyone's good Cam got through training so um, he's available for tomorrow which is good um, with the rest you know obviously 
the other night would have taken a fair bit out of them. Um, they all trained though, so I'll, I'll, I'll make obviously a couple of changes to the team tomorrow. But in terms of health-wise, um, you know, apart from uh, Callum, everyone else is good to go. And Joe Hart saying how much he's looking forward to the game. Uh, there's no, there's no danger of complacency or anything like that. There's certainly dangers when it comes to the game Saturday, like there is. Um, you know, it's been proven many times. It'll be, it'll be a good tough game on Saturday, but it'll be, you know, there's no guarantees. It won't be down to what's happened previously. It'll be down to how we perform on the day um, and whatever result we get, we'll, we'll fully deserve one way or the other. Barry, did they come back with a bounce? I know they lost 5-1, but it was Real Madrid. The Celtic fans were amazing at the end. They stayed, they were singing. It, does that help you coming back from the, the high of the level of Champions League football playing against Dundee United? Yeah, because they've, they've got a, a title they want to retain. Yeah. Oh, well, you, again, you've got to strip it back and... Remember who they were playing against? They're playing against the European champions. Mm. Um, Stephen mentioned two of the players. I could watch them all day. Long Cruz and, and Modric. Unbelievable footballers. Look, I th- what Postacoglu is saying there, he, he will freshen it up a wee bit. And look, I'll be honest with you, Paul, if Celtic are at it, they could take four or five off Dundee United, if I'm being honest. We'll get the score predictor from you and from Stephen uh, later in the programme. I know you've given us it. Well, maybe not the actual. Yeah, you have actually. Yeah, um, Modric. What about him again uh, the other night, Stephen? You see the way he took the ball out. It came to him. There was, uh, there was one Greg Taylor um, yeah. finds himself facing the other way for, for a yeah. split second, and it's it's like he just knows right away, and he just totally exposes him, sticks the boy through. It's uh, uh, what a player. Um, John John always talks about him and uh, Kovacic together being together as good as anything he's ever played against. Yeah, I, I could just watch him all day. Yeah. 37. Mm-hmm. 37 years of age and he, I, I don't know, it was in the first half he'd done a wee back heel in the middle of the pitch and he's still got that wee zip about him. Just a fantastic football player and Cruz just, he does what his name say. just cruises just through again. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's phenomenal. That's the Champions League gone. Better to have loved than lost, Barry. Is that the, the phrase yeah, but it you was think of? Yeah. For both of them again, it was great for Scottish football. Yeah. Just disappointing the, the campaign. I mean, Celtic got a couple of points on the board. Um, and one thing I will say about Celtic, apart from probably the game um, on Wednesday night and maybe the Leipzig game over there, they were, they were competitive in all the games. They, they made a fist of it. That's the disappointing thing for the Rangers side. And hopefully that'll drive them on to make sure they get back into the Champions League next year. Quick break and then we're back. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Thanks to everyone making the switch to the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Thanks for being with us. And we've got six million downloads on hits on YouTube Barry we've got over 2 million downloads to the podcast and we enjoyed the podcast as well I hope the listeners did uh, from the Radisson Red with Steen it was tough you know the games but better to have been in yeah, there well, yeah. you say enjoyed that I never really enjoyed them after the, the three um, results um, but listen it's again it was a joy yeah. to watch some of these teams I, I even thought in, in Tuesday night I don't know if Stephen watched the game I thought Ajax at times the, the way they can handle the ball um Technically, they were a level above, no doubt about it. And, and Liverpool, obviously, coming that second half, showing at Ibrox. And, and Napoli, as I said, um, one of the best teams I've seen this season. Being quoted as possible winner. Stephen, you watch everything. You would have seen the Rangers game the other night. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I also thought it was a, a big reminder of how important Calvin Bassey was to Rangers in Europe last year. And a couple of times, Rangers uh, got in behind Ajax, and he's just his pace and his strength just got them out and his quality to, to play out the situation. Um, 
a huge part of the European run and a massive loss. What just sh- just yeah. shows you just selling these boys. It's just not always to take the money. It's not always too easy to replace them. What was Van ba- uh, Basten talking about? Remember he blasted yeah, him? Well, he's been yeah. blasted by a, a few people. I've read that they're, they're not having him. Um, I thought on Tuesday night he piped him slippers. He strolled it. Absolute strolled it. <laughs> yeah, he did. I thought he looked he, he looked a, a top defender as he was last season for Rangers. Um, and one thing about him, he, he's uh, he's not just got pace and power, he's, he's good on the ball. And he looks to me if he's, he's getting better and better. And don't be surprised, Paul, in the next couple of years you see him in the Premier League with one of the big six. Mm. Headline from you, Barry, tonight. Nine points, a must for Rangers. St Johnson, Hearts and St Mirren. Yeah. They have to. Yeah, there's no um, no two ways about it. They've got to get nine points. He's giving me that stare as if I'm suggesting they're not going to. No, they've got they to. They have to. And yeah. they'll know that. Um, the, the players the players should know it and the, the manager will know it. Um because you've got to go in. I, all, I was always, um, this is the way I always kind of thought, my thought process mm-hmm. went was, I believed that Celtic were going to win all their games. So you had to make sure that you you won your games and take it to the break. And as I said, the most important thing is go and rest up, get back, do a mini pre-season. Hopefully some players are back off the, the injury list and um, it starts back up mid-December. Because Celtic have got Dundee United, Motherwell away, and then Ross County. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I know John Lundstrom tried to pretend that they don't think you're talking about Celtic. Oh, I, I know, I know that's yeah. uh, there's no chance that happening. But you, you look at it, Celtic two home games against the two bottom of the league teams, away to Motherwell, a team they've just blown away in the League Cup. They, they'll expect Celtic to get that nine points, so they know any drop off, and it's uh, it's looking really grim, really uh, uh, getting into the, the break. Craig Moore was on last night. He was almost having to defend. He was in the bunker for a wee while, Barry. I know you always hear it. I yeah, but live on the, the podcast. For a while. He was last night, wasn't he? But but you know, he fended it well. He spoke honestly about Rangers' situation, which is why I played GVB early on, sounding pretty chipper a year on as manager. Uh, one good thing for Rangers today is that Antonio Cholak named October's Player of the Month. It's a big thing for me, and especially like after this short period, I'm here at Rangers. First of all, I have to thank to all my teammates, to all the staff who. Yeah, helped me to, to come to this uh, point now to get this award, of course, uh, to my fiancé and family as well, to that everybody yeah, prepare me on the best possible way that I can uh, focus. The most important things it's to play and uh, to score goals, and I think uh, it's a big award for me and uh, it means a lot to me. This uh, makes and motivates me for more to get more of this award. An Oscar-style speech there, Stephen, wasn't it? But you can tell he's so pleased to get an award and he deserves it. Yes, it's been a dream start for him, you know, coming to a club where they'd uh, recognise number nine, he was the main man and um, not only has he replaced him, but he's, he's sitting top of the, the charts in the country, so uh, personally a brilliant start for him and he is one of those guys that's probably a major success from the much maligned recruitment process. Indeed, it is much maligned. Barry? Yeah, it's, it's coming under the microscope more and more, the, the recruitment this, this season. He's a major, major plus point. Um, from that uh, recruitment process in, in, in the summer. Ben Davies, to me, looks at the party, looks if he's, he's going to be a, a real good player for Rangers, brings a balance to it. Tom Lawrence, before he got injured, I thought he started really well, but the rest are still question marks um, over that, and that's just the way it is at a big club. Back to Cholak, what are his goal targets? I know it's going to be as many as possible, but what does he think this season? Yes, of course. Um, yeah, domestic-wise, I did. I got it once in Croatia with 20 goals, and I know how hard it is uh, to to achieve it. And um, 
now I had a good start and um, yeah, for me as a striker, it's a big, uh, yeah, big thing to to win the golden boot because uh, every striker wants to have it like this. It's for me as a kid when I played the small tournaments, I wanted to be the golden boot winner, and it's now the same. You know, I'm always hungry for that. I'm hungry for trophies, and uh, is it like personally or with the team? Uh, I hope, uh, yeah, we can win it all. Every chance. Yeah, he sounds to me if he's absolutely buzzing to be at, yeah. be at Rangers, and so he should because it's a, a massive club. But he speaks really well there. And, and you know what? One thing I keep saying it like outside the box, it's, he doesn't really want to get involved. And, and listen, you get some centre forwards like that. Um, but once the ball goes in the box, you can't argue with him, Paul. He knows where the back of the net is. And 14 goals start of November, it's a brilliant return. It's a wee bit like Chris Boyd. Yeah, he did. Like a boy. I thought at times Boyd had come under um, unfair criticism because he was he was better outside the box than a lot of people made out and maybe Sholak's lack because listen I don't see him every single day um, but yeah, listen he is he's pretty similar to Boyd in that sense when the ball comes into the box he certainly knows where the back of the net is I think I think sometimes as well Celtic Rangers and strikers can get disrespected almost with the goals um, I think you said 14 goals I know it's, it's in all competitions but the top goal scorer last year, number 14 goals, Regan Charles Cook and Jackie Marcus. You know, like last season, um, quite a small tally. So it's not just accepted that uh, expected that the Celtic Rangers striker just gets 20 goals. Or, like it, the, when you compare it to last season, it's what a start that is. That's a great point, isn't it? Because in previous seasons, it was higher for the, the, the player of the year, for the goal scorer of the year. Normally, it would be around 20. Yeah, I mean, certainly when you play the old firm, the, the amount of chances that they create, yeah. they, they've got the vast majority of the the possession, Paul, and you you would expect that an old, an old firm striker to be getting 20 plus goals and listen, he's well in the way to getting that. We've seen some great strikers, haven't we, over the past couple of months in the Champions League. Some of the players, Stephen, looking at Celtic came up against and um, for you and Cuckoo, we saw him, we saw, we didn't see Benzema very much, but the, it's magnificent. I, I was laughing the other night yeah. when he brought him on, so yeah. I'm thinking, Ancelotti, he's got no mercy here. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing on the Ballon d'Or winner. That's why he's such a winner, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, even it, even just uh, he celebrating the third, uh, I think it was the third goal he celebrated, and I'm yeah. thinking like, did see that gif and it says stop? They're already dead. Yeah. I think he's still <laughs> celebrating as if he wants more. And Barry, the top scorer, Salah. Sorry to mention him, but you know what he did with a six-goal hat trick. But he is still some player in a Liverpool team that have been misfiring. Yeah, and, and he was he was underperforming before actually that that game at Ibrox and. Um, Pretty happy to see him on the bench. Then he comes on in the last um, 25 minutes and and just rip Rangers to, to shreds. Um, but it's brilliant to, to see these players, Paul, come up to Scotland and, and perform. Um, it's an eye-opener at times for the fans, but the quality of the, the player in the Champions League is, is unbelievable. And we'll see more in British football, won't we? Mudric, for example, Shakhtar. He's, it looks yeah. as though he'll be coming maybe in January. Yeah, he's a player. Yeah. We've seen that with Ukraine when Scotland played Ukraine. You could see he was the one that Scotland had to keep quiet and then you seen him with the, the two performances against um, Celtic. I thought at Celtic Park, he was the one that was going to do something or do a bit of damage. I mean, you give him that space, the pace. He's got, it's not just the pace, he's got brilliant technical ability as well. And they make it look so easy, didn't they? And I'm not having a go at Kyogo or Gikamakis, but when you see the way they took their goals, some of them, they, they made it look, it's, it's an art. Yeah, there was a couple though that uh, 
think Kyogo missed one against uh, Shakhtar. I'm not getting at him, but even the one in uh, Madrid when Maida cuts it back for him, that's the goal he scores all the time in the Scottish yeah. League. And it's just think, it's probably a frustrating, frustrating thing for Ange because he's thinking he scores that all the time. We do it in training, he scores it all the time. And then, and the, the one time you don't get, um, you, you don't get that second chance. It's the better in the bow. So uh, you, they just need to be so much more ruthless next year. And just been speaking about the learnings. What they're going to take from the campaign in the Champions League into this domestic campaign? The, the whole idea of it is that you've been exposed to that level now, so you know what's required. So there's no, you know, that should be your measure from now on. So you know, you've got to take that sort of mentality into your domestic competition. And if you do that, then I think a give yourself a chance to be successful domestically but also you know you've used the time in between because there's no point going through what we did next year and then trying to address it in 12 months time if we're qualified again because you've wasted 12 months of developing those areas both as a club and also as, as players individuals so you know the idea is that we take the learnings from the from the Champions League and put them into to the Premiership and Cup competitions and try and play raise our level of football so that yeah that gives us a the opportunity to be successful again domestically but then um, to have already put 12 months of work into having more of an impact uh, the next time we're in the Champions League Barry what well, one thing both of the clubs would have learned is if um, you're not organising you let your concentration slip for a split second you get punished um, differently domestically and that's me not having a go at Scottish football I'm a, the biggest fan I'm always stick yeah. up for it but that's when you're playing at the highest level if you let your concentration level slip for a split second you when you come up against top players, they're only going to do one thing and that's punish you big time. And one of the things I remember you saying early in the, the tournament was when you played in the Champions League, it took, I think you said up to 15 games, maybe 10, 12 games to get into that mindset that they are so fast, they're in a different... Yeah, they think quicker, they're stronger, they're quite, uh, they're physically bigger. It was just, it was an eye-opener, but it was brilliant because it's, listen, you've got to learn quick. If you don't learn quick... Um, you're you're going to suffer. Um, so that that is that is a difference, and, and you've seen that with the, the teams that certainly with Real Madrid when it's when it's Celtic's case, yeah. and then with Rangers with Napoli and Liverpool, and even Ajax to a certain mm -hmm. extent. It's just um, people say it's levels, but they don't understand it's technically, physically, and mentally. There's a big difference. And Stephen, is that what you felt when you play against Celtic or Rangers? Is it was, that? I was just going to say it flips uh, this weekend. It's what Dundee United and St Johnson will be talking about what what not to do in in the, in the golf and and they'll be looking back on Aberdeen went to Ibrox last week, mm -hmm. opened up, tried to have a go, and Rangers have thirty shots, shot, uh, thirty six shots mm -hmm. at their goal. So yeah. it, it totally flips. And then also, it's sort of, you look at it domestically from the Aberdeen point of view, like you can't go. And, and disrespect Rangers to think you can open up and go man for man at the back because they'll hurt you because there's still that huge gulf do you know what I mean so yeah. it does flip so dramatically and, and that's one of the challenges that comes up for Celtic and Rangers stepping up to the European how much it uh, flipped What's the chat with all the, the players and your friends and all that because obviously you've got a massive footballing family as well you know John at Aston Villa Paul at Motherwell but also the wider family and your pals what are they all saying about Champions League what can you say for what are the Celtic fans saying for example they, 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 they're fans, so they're, they're glass half full and they're looking into the, ex, the expected goals. As I said, the, the taking the positives, being so competitive, going to the Bernabeu and playing basketball and creating lots of chances. I mean, that game, as I said, that, that game 2-1, earlier when Jordi Alba scores for 90 minutes, they're sitting behind the ball and Barcelona having... Celtic, had a, Celtic between the boxes were actually really good the other night, but at that level, you can't, be, you can't give the boys... I mean, it was just 
they were so so ruthless, Real Madrid, and 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 at one point when it gets to five now, you're starting to think well, yeah. this could go six seven here. So you were thinking seven, weren't you? You were. Yeah, well, you uh, just yeah. you start to look at Celtic's worst worst score. Yeah. Um, so fair play to them to keep going. Joe Hart's still sprinting out the five yeah. 0 down, and he's picking the ball up and sprinting. And I'm watching my mate who's a Celtic fan. He's going slow down. <laughs> Tell the ball boys. I know it was away from home, but they were like the Celtic ball boys. But and I think girls. I think that's what yeah. Ange demands. Uh, even looking back to Celtic Rangers game, the, the one each game, I thought Rangers came on really strong in in that game. I think Celtic only needed a draw, and uh, he was doing the same. He was sprinting to get a ball back into play for a goal kick, and then Rangers would just come again. So I I, I just don't think he'll change for anything, Ange. And what do you think the Rangers fans that you talk to, and maybe in the dressing room as well, because Barry always tells us, you know, if you went el- el- elsewhere down south, they would immediately tell you they were either Rangers fan. Or Celtic yeah, fans. Yeah, it was always yeah. <laughs> straight, straight down the middle. That was the first thing Names he in walked into a dressing room. <laughs> um, but the only problem yeah. when I was in England, I had to even get the Celtic fans, the Celtic tickets for the uh, old fun game. Um, you're a good man. Yeah, Stephen, what are they saying? Some of the... the after that, they ain't. They, they obviously disappointed, really disappointed. It started off, um, as I said, really, really badly uh, in Amsterdam. And I actually thought the other night when I was watching the game, I was interested to see how the Rangers fans would be because um, it has been a pretty disappointing campaign. But I thought they were bang up for it. I thought the atmosphere was brilliant walking out. And I thought, you know, Rangers could actually... Like, it's not... They, they aren't playing Napoli. They aren't playing Liverpool. You yeah. just never know. But I think I think it's just been... They, they've just not they've just not done themselves justice. They've been totally different to, to the Rangers team in Eindhoven earlier this season and the last season in it. And it, and it has been pretty sobering for them. So that was their result of the of the year. Yeah, and yeah. look, the chat with, with my mates as well regarding the Rangers thing, there's got to be a bit of realism as well. The, the golf and, and clash, you know. I mean, I just think it was one step too far for, for Rangers. Brilliant but in the Champions League. The, the only disappointing thing and the vibe that I'm getting for most people that I speak to is the competitive edge. I, I say it's right at the start yep. of the show. They're just disappointed that they never get in the faces of, of these teams. And and you know what? It's, when you come up against top teams, Paul, the main thing is you try and frustrate them and try and put them off their game. And then you never know what could happen. But they'll have to produce it now. The manager will have to. GVB needs to get this out of his players in the league. Yeah. That kind well, of attitude. Well, no, 100%. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they, they showed it last week against Aberdeen. I watched yeah. the game... A lot of people say Aberdeen were poor, no, but Rangers. That was um, when I was watching it. The biggest thing for me was the aggression they showed, and that's what they need to show going forward. Let's hear the manager GVB speaking about signings, talking about the squad. It's always collective because we have one one goal is to be successful for this club, and um, you know that's that's how I always worked at, at my at my clubs. You know, I, coaches are always like we always think short term. I mean the coaches, but I think the club needs to think long term. You know, with the process, with the the vision for for many years to come. I think because you know coaches, players, they they come and go. So it's it's very very important that the club has a vision how it's uh, where it's going for the next years. Wow, coaches come and go. He's been really honest because people are saying who would be the next Rangers manager if he doesn't re- regain the title. It's another argument I've had with, with people. Who, who do you get? Mm-hmm. It's been a disappointing campaign in terms of Champions League. There's been a couple of disappointing results domestically. But again, I keep looking at it as four points. They're in a semi-final. The Scottish Cup still to start up. Um, let's see how these next three games go. Hopefully he gets maximum points. And I firmly believe they will get maximum you points. You do believe he's going to turn this round? Yeah, I believe yeah. he'll get maximum points. Yeah. And then 
let's see how the break goes with obviously your Goldens and Lawrences and, and the rest of the guys who are out injured and then you, you take it for there again mid-December when the, the league starts back up Great chat from Stephen and Barry and some great material coming in from the managers today there's some real substance looking back to Champions League and looking to the league campaign The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go! You just mentioned Proven. Have you spoke to David Proven? Not for a wee while. We should have thought of him the other day, of course, because he played in a Real Madrid Celtic in 1980. Mm. But no, I get the odd picture from him uh, from the, Spain. The, the yep. beer, oh, the cold glass, it. the yeah. frosty glass. Who would oh. want to be there in November? Yeah. that picture. It's <laughs> <That's> the worst <laughs> picture to receive ever. Well, wait till during the World Cup. You might get a few from us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. That's Stephen McGinn. It's Barry Ferguson and Paul Cooney. Enjoying the conversation. Lots of you coming in. Jimmy's been on saying he thinks, and he's a Celtic fan, he thinks that Rangers are going to go toe-to-toe, mm. certainly up to the World Cup. Stephen, he reckons it's going to be nine points, and so do. Well, the manager was asked, GVB, are you going to get nine points out of the potential nine? Well, it's important. We have the last three games. We need to have nine points. That's a clear clear goal we have for the next week. Stephen? It does. It's got, it's got a mini-end-of-season feel where you yeah. think it's, you can see a kind of finishing type line and... Uh, where both teams can kind of reset and get injuries back and stuff like that. So, yeah, it feels like huge games for both sides and um, nobody's going to want to be dropping any points and bringing the heat back on. Barry, there's been so much said about Rangers were without 11 players the other night. We know John Lundstrom was suspension, but 10 injured, many of them mm. at long term. So what about the summer turnover at Rangers? We'll talk about January as well, but what about this coming summer? How many players are potentially that are out, of, out of contract? You said, you know, we have uh, 10 players uh, out of contract or uh, end of loan. So that means you will have to change 10 players if you're if those players don't extend or don't aren't here anymore. So... It's you know it's always it's hard you know because you 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 want to develop a team but you also know like end of this season I don't know what's happening with all the players so could be that we have uh, you know ten new players coming in next year which will also mean you still have to develop again as a team to to gel together to to develop them you know that's also the thing we uh, we have to wait and see how the team will will look next season. Barry, what's happening? Yeah, well, it, we were speaking about it at the, the start of the show. There's a lot of players running out of contract. Um, I, listen, it's, it's something that Rangers clearly need to, to sort out. Um, I mean, it worked yeah. for Celtic last year because they thought, you know, Ange Postacoglu came in, but they had many 12 players came in. Yeah, I mean, that, that genuinely... That worked out unbelievable for Celtic. I mean, the amount, I mean, I think it was even more than that, Paul. I think it was 14, 15 players that he brought in. And, and yeah. out of the 14, 15 players, high percentage worked out to be very, very good players for, for Celtic. Um, Is that so an exception? It's a worry football? for Gio because yeah. now he's unsure whether people are going to sign new contracts or whatever in the injury list. Um, obviously, you're saying missing 10, 11 players. I mean, I, I looked at the 10, 11 players. I forget about... The ones that have been out long term, like Lawrence Hadji. and Hadji and all that, came our roof, only come back for one game and back out. Probably out of the injured ones, you would start as Golson, Davis, Lindstrom and Ryan Jack. Yeah. The rest of you've known about are, are going about long term, but in terms of 10 players out of contract and still no word whether they're going to sign or not, is a concern for the Rangers fans. 
big few months for Ross Wilson, isn't it? For the director of football. Did some good business with Nathan Patterson last year, Calvin Bassey, uh, Joe Rebo money-wise. Yeah, but people but, are looking at the players yeah. that have come in. Sure. And they haven't replaced them? No, certainly no. Um, well, Nathan was January. He left, um, obviously went down um, halfway through the season. In hindsight, it's easy to say things like you miss a player like Aribo and Calvin Bassey, but certainly you're missing that level of player. And no you, doubt knew, about it. So you knew you would. I mean, Aribo was... Well, you, you knew the season, certainly Bassey had had, you knew there was murmurs that there was a lot of interest, whether that was from abroad or down in England. Same with Joe Aribo getting into the final year of his, his contract. And they'd done really brilliant business on that front, but... In, in the same breath, you've got Kent and Morelos who probably in the summer were worth millions. Now, there's there's free transfers in, in January, which is a, a concern. Stephen? Yeah, I think it is. It's a huge job uh, Ross Wilson's got. Um, even uh, Barry just said Kent and Morelos, you've got Kamara. I think they knocked back big money for Kamara at one point. And how much is he worth now? He doesn't even get into the team. Um, it's an aging squad. It's, uh, I think they're quite high up for the oldest team in the league. Um and and what 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 do you to be fair to you the worst thing ever for a player is when a manager comes in and just wants new players he just doesn't want you as a consequence of you were already here and you were signed by the previous manager he's been so fair to the boys he didn't change a lot um, he's gave everyone more than a chance and what he'll be doing is now is he'll be, he'll be assessing right who's who's coming on this journey with me who really wants to be on it who who wants to really turn the turn the turn the demands up again like, and, go, and go again really get after Celtic and who's had their time at Rangers and, and we need to move those guys on some of the chats being about I mean, yeah. the, out of the 10 players is it 10 or 11 players um, it was 10, 10 players, yeah. I mean you've got, you've got the three I don't like using this older players because I still think you, you always need experience yeah, in, sure. in your squad certainly mm-hmm. Alan McGregor He's 40 years of age, is he going to stay on? He would just take it year by year. Dave was the same, 37, going on 38 in January. Scotty Arfield, he's 33. Just turned 34. Um, Same roughly age as as Stephen. So you take them out normally when they're older. That is only year to year and that's the way the players like to operate. But they're not seven players. Um, You you like to know what's going on and I'm sure that's, as I, I keep saying, the Rangers fans want to know what's What's going to be happening with these players? Well, GVB was asked today, who makes the call at Ibrox on the signings? Whose decision? Well, I mean, it's obviously, you know, when you have uh, signings, you know, of course you will have signings who will adapt quicker, you know, are, 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 are quicker in the, in the lineup. I mean, that's obvious for, for, for every team. And, uh, you know, the focus when it doesn't go well is always on the players who aren't playing, which I also know it's the case. We had a plan to get uh, new players in, which is always the case when you lose many players. From last season, we were uh, finished quite early in, in the window with all the acquisitions we, we had. You know, when you work, as always, you work with a list, with, with the, the scouting team. Of course, we have players as well. I, I, I follow myself. And in the end, you know, due to various reasons, you come to the players we have uh, brought in now. And that's always the case. It's not but who makes the final call. We make the call together. And, and, and I think that's the, the normal process you will, you will do. Barry, collective responsibility. Yeah, but I would rather the, the manager makes the, the final decision. He's the one that's coaching them and, and picking a team. And when they don't do well, it falls on the manager's shoulders. Um, 
the buck stops with him, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, it always yeah. stops with the, the, the manager. I understand you've, you've yeah. got to have a scouting network. You've got to listen to a director of football to help you with the contract negotiations because you don't want to get involved in that. But for me, it should be, I want this player. And then it's up to the director of football to go and get him, A, B or C. Come January, do you think we can expect to see some Dutch players coming in? A market I'm, that you know I'm, so well. I'm really, really surprised that yeah. with Gio being the manager and Gio obviously having a successful time over there with Firenood and knowing the Dutch league inside out and knowing what Dutch players bring to the table, yep, I'm very surprised that there's been no Dutch players brought in. And he's such a high-profile Dutchman himself, going all the way yeah, to a World Cup final. Captain his yeah. national team, um, played at the highest level. Yeah, but that's one market when they, when Rangers brought Gio in that I thought to myself, right, that's a racing cert that there will be, not a team fully Dutch, but there will be at least two or three players coming in. Because it's a brilliant market. There's real good players mm -hmm. over well, that, there. When, it, when you see the boy Veerman, they were heavily linked yeah, with. Yeah, exactly. yeah, actually, when, that, when I was watching Rangers against PSV, I thought Rangers missed the boat here. He, he's a real good player. Now, when I snip it, the price they were, they were quoted for. So How much was it then? I think it was only four or five million. Yeah. You know, it wasn't it wasn't fifteen million. Sure. But it, it looks kind of more that range. Um, a big player for PSV, and and that looks like one of the ones that Gio really was after because it 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 really didn't go away. It was quite a big rumor. I actually thought it was happening at one point. Um, was that the buzz? Yeah. Well, it's just uh, there is. I mean, a name so heavily mentioned, and uh, usually no smoke without fire. Sure. And and with the Dutch connection, I know they, the Dutch managers do sign Dutch. Um, I, mm -hmm. I thought that, and and I think they missed the boat on that one. Yeah, in, in terms of Vernon, I watched him last week um, against Arsenal, and he was a standout. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a, a shoe in for Rangers to to get him. And listen, it, it never materialised. Obviously, he went to to PSV, but. Again, Paul Lamar, I'm really surprised that, that there's no Dutch players um, been brought in for uh, from Gio because, as I said, it's a market and it's not the most expensive market either. When good value. Over, yeah, yeah, very good mm -hmm. value. And, and you know what you're getting for these players. Yep. I think even, um, I know he's not Dutch, but Jackie Marcus, uh, top goal scorer in there, mm -hmm. and you know I mean, he's, he's gettable. And yep. with the Rangers have lost their goals from midfield with, with Hadji and it's dried up for Kent. And uh, it's only really Scott Arfield that's kind of chipping in so you just as Barry said you look at what, what it could have been with your man what's it like being 34 I don't remember not <laughs> just yet. what you're saying you're not yet you're 33 because Scott Arfield he's still he's been he's been more than decent for Rangers yeah, Barry, I, 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 like, I like Scott yeah. Arfield and again look, the three players that I mentioned Griggs, Devo and, and Arfield look for me I think you always need the experience yeah. whether they're going to play every single game that's another matter but I always think it's key that you've got guys who have played the game know the game inside out they bring so much to the dressing room because I don't think you can fill a team full of youngsters always believe you need to have that experience round about um, and they three have certainly got brilliant experience obviously Devo and Griggs are a bit older Scotty Arfield 34 still football left in his, his legs and there's still football left in, in Devo's legs and Griggs as well well Griggs's hands 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Barry Ferguson looking forward to the weekend. As is Stephen McGinn, the big game tomorrow in Division 1, Falkirk against Dunfermline. Uh, and last night, Kieran Tierney in great form. Yeah, what a goal for yeah, Arsenal. Brilliant strike. Um, I watched the game uh, as well. They, they, I was flipping between. I don't know if you did that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a brutal <laughs> that is, um, But it was a brilliant strike yeah. and um, good to see him back in because he's been in and out of the has, team. Yeah. yeah. But the Arsenal fans... Um, Love him down love there. Him. And if they don't want him, others would. 
Yeah, well, I watched I watched Roma just be, be right. what was on yeah. the game. But on Kieran Tierney, I watched the goal and at the celebration, and it was a sore one from a. He he was uh, quite a, a huge player for Arsenal last mm. year, and, uh, and he played Liverpool, and they play a right-footed full-back ahead of him. Yeah, sure. you, you can't help but think, how have I gone from one of the main men here to third choice left back? Um, so delighted to see he puts everything into it, and I think the only thing that's cost him his place is, is injuries. It's the only thing because because he's been such a top player since he went down there. Quite break. Uh, yeah. If he doesn't start playing with Arsenal, there's yeah. plenty of teams <laughs> that would take Kieran Tierney. Quick break for the news, and then we're back with Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney, and Stephen McGinn. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. Two big games tonight, remember, in the Scottish Premiership in the Singe Premier League. Aberdeen against Hibs. That's a 7.30 kick-off. And then Kilmarnock against Livingston, 7.45. Former Kilmarnock star, currently captain of Falkirk. Stephen McGinn, Stephen, you'll be looking forward to that one. Killy against Livingston. That's one that, I don't want your prediction just yet. We'll do the score predictor in about 20 minutes. But you'd be looking for a home win. Yeah, love to see the boys get get. A, it's a big game tonight. It's um, one of those they, they need to bounce back from last week. Um, sore one, I think VAR was quite unfortunate to them last week. So they're willing to bounce back under the lights. But quite enjoy the fact that you can keep an eye on both games. Maybe watch one of them as opposed to just flicking on your phone yeah. at five o'clock and seeing the results. Of course, Barry, we had an hour of the program there. We didn't mention VAR at all, and we probably could have with the Celtic but, but, game. What did you make of that in the Bernabeu? The, 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 yeah, the two bar. I thought they were hard. The, the first one, I'm 50 50. The second one, we might have really, but I think it's a, a joke, a decision, if I'm being honest with you. And then she booked him. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Oh. I know. Um, but VAR, um, God, the, the game that Stephen's talking, uh, well, you were talking about there, yeah. up at McDermott mm. Park last, last week. That for me is a goal. Mm. The foul is, I remember I was, I was saying at the start of the week, yep. it's five yards. And it was nothing to do with the guy who scored the goal. Yep. Um, and to be honest with you, when you actually slow it down, it's not even a foul. He's um, just tried so, by it. Yep. So some of the decisions we're, we're seeing, we, we knew this, Paul, before it, it came in. There, um, some of the decisions are, are questionable. The Tony Watt one last weekend, Dundee United obviously uh, complained about it. And um, they got it rescinded, so that was the, the correct decision. Common sense at last rescinding yeah, it, Stephen? I, I'm, I'm a bit concerned with handballs with VR. Yeah. Um, the Celtic one they got at Livingston last week, um, and then the two the other night. With VR, I, you, you probably almost get a better success rate of scoring if you actually aim for hands now. Yeah. Because you can just... I thought the Livingston boys defending was good. You're playing against a top-class winger, you've got him down on his weaker foot. You're, from two yards, he's smashed the ball off your hand. Penalty. Um, the other night you're, you're playing in the Bernabeu you're trying to block a shot at really close range it hits your hand and then the second one that's going to hit the corner flag um, if that starts to become a penalty then why not just aim for hands what's the point of shooting course. towards goal that's what's going to happen 
see when guys get into the box they're going to end up just flicking it up so it hits a, a player's hand and then obviously it'll be a penalty but that, that's something you don't want to see um, the one last week the Livingston Celtic game I, I don't know what and, Andrew Shinney can do mm. with that honestly they say it's that for me is a natural position where Andrew Shinney is and I don't know how he can get out you, you, I know you said Stephen two yards I don't even think it was two yeah. yards maybe a yard mm. But, but if, he, if he's so concerned about his handball, so I don't know if I can take him a line, is, is he show Jota and his strong foot yeah. and just let yeah. Jota curl yeah. one in the top corner? I just, if I'm playing in the Falkirk and filming him tomorrow and it's VAR and it's two teams up the top of the league, not much between that, yeah. I'm thinking every time the ball even scuffs an arm, mm-hmm. let's so, let's go like Cl- mad, try and claim, might win one now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're really worried it becomes um, the way to score a goal. And I'm getting, I don't like seeing it, but do you know what? I get why the defenders are doing it. See, they're running out with their arms behind the back. That's what they're, they're having to do now, which is unnatural position. They've got to go out, they've got to jockey them, open their legs up a wee bit. And when a player goes to cross it, your natural reaction when you stick a foot out is your arm comes out with it. Well, James Sands and Leon King are getting a lot of stick for the way they defended the goals, but it's almost that way, right? I'm trying to make myself big, but. Um, the one they're making themselves smaller and they're not able to get out to the ball so it's 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 really changing the way defending's happening here's Cammy on the line a Rangers fan good evening Cammy hi guys good evening good evening are you a fan of VAR so far Scottish style well I'm a Rangers fan so it's, I think it's done given a few penalties so far so it's, so far I'm a fan yeah but I think that just really changed <laughs> are you saying that VAR in Scotland's a Rangers fan is that what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> know no, you're not Cammy. what are you thinking then you're through to Barry and Stephen just just wanted to have a chat guys about obviously I don't think Rangers have been playing that that well at the moment I just wanted to know if they think that I'm not saying to sack Joe Barry right now but I'm saying if performances and stuff don't change do they think it's maybe time that the manager goes I understand it's hard because they've not been losing games in the league if you know what I mean I think you see managers getting sacked now because they've had a poor run of results like Stephen Gerrard at Aston Villa but for me, the performances haven't been up to scratch at all, and they've not matched anywhere near what we've done last season. So I just want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I get where you're you're coming from, um, but I, I thought last week, if I'm being honest with you, I thought watching the Aberdeen game, I thought it was starting to get back to a decent level. I don't know what you think. Um, I thought they were a lot better. A lot of people say Aberdeen mm. were really poor, and they were poor. But I thought Rangers showed a fair bit of aggression but also I thought they played some decent stuff they created a, a number of chances but I get I get where he's coming from performances have got to move up a, a level or two um, and they've got three games I think if he goes and he produces yeah. three right good performances listen it's the most important thing in football is getting the three points right but we want to see performances with that and I says that last week he last did. Friday yeah. Yep, the most important thing, the be-all and end-all, is getting the three points. But I want to see a performance. And I thought they gave that against Aberdeen. Not the level yeah. where it was maybe previous last season, but they were getting there. And I expect against St. Johnson and Sunday, up at a tough place to put a performance on, but get the most important thing, and that's the three points. But I get where the caller's coming mm, Cammy, from. Cammy, I think Cammy's spot on. Yeah. Look, the performances haven't been at the, the standard okay. that the Rangers fans want. But I think if you listen to Gio speak, he knows that as well. And if you listen to players do interviews, they understand that. Like Lindstrom, I heard Tim saying, yeah. that was a bit better, that's more like as a day. Now, let's see that more often. Yeah, and... Uh, no, I, thought, I, I, I think Barry's sort of... Sorry, I interrupted you. On you go. On you go, Cam. Yeah, I think, 
I think Barry's spot on, and the performance against Aberdeen was was improved from previous ones. I think it's just every week now. I don't know. What I don't know is I think it's even I watch Celtic. It's dead attack and playing open play, and it's you know they just really go for it ten times out of ten. There's no holding back. I don't know if it's because sometimes I watch them and I watch us, and I think we're really reserved. I think we're almost going for that. If I keep a clean sheet, there's more chance of winning. If you know what I mean. So I think I think what find is dead defensive. I just don't know what it is. I don't think the style of play is similar to the way it was last year. Yep, I, I just think there's a... Well, first and foremost, do what I do. Don't watch Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> he does. No, I do watch him. No, yeah. listen, as the way Celtic Celtic are all out attack, they, they just go for teams. I get where Cammy's coming from. We're more like the kind of possession-based, a, a kind of slow build-up, but that's the way that Gio wants to, wants to play. But I also do think there is a a bit of lack of confidence in, in the team there's no doubt I think they've suffered a bit with the Champions League heavy defeats but in saying that I'll go back to last Saturday you saw that, something yeah I've yep. seen a response and I've seen the way that you expect a Rangers team to play and hopefully now take Tuesday night against Ajax out of the sure. equation I think now these three games let's go and show the level that they, they showed against Aberdeen but even better Stephen McGinn what do you think? Yeah, well, we're in a city where you do compare Celtic to Rangers, Rangers to Celtic. But I also think that this Celtic team under Ange is so different to what, what I've seen for kind of 25, 30 years. The, the, the goalkeeper running out to get the, the ball back into play, yeah. the, the throw-ins happening so quick. I, I, sometimes, I, I think the next five, six Celtic managers are going to get compared to this Celtic team and this mm-hmm. manager. So it's not just currently that Gio that's... Um, that, that's He's getting compared to why why can't they do that? I think I'd be interested to see if Brendan Rodgers, all conquering Celtic team, replaced Ange and Celtic fans maybe said, Oh, it's a bit slower than not enjoying yeah. it as much. Yeah. It's not as yeah. so I, I do think in the future if all Celtic managers will be compared to to what Ange is doing now in, in the kind of football he's serving up. But on Rangers, I, I don't I've not seen all the domestic games, but I did fancy I thought the Aberdeen game, the way Aberdeen were approaching it was going to suit Rangers. I thought I thought it would kind of play them back into a form. This week's more of a, I mean, Big Demet Park's never free flowing, it's never brilliant surface. So can they go and bring that same intent, that same kind of attacking intent they had against Aberdeen? Um, it's a tricky week. Uh, as Celtic struggled at St Mern, I think they finished up with St Mern mm-hmm. before the break. It's not going to be, it's not going to be easy. So uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it and seeing how they approach the week. Can we? They, they do yeah. see in terms of Rangers. I wouldn't say they struggle, but they, they can't break teams down who sit really deep. Mm-hmm. When Aberdeen came, he played a 5-3-2, but the, the two wing-backs were really pushed up and it allowed massive areas for the Rangers players to exploit. Um, and that, that played right up Rangers Street. That um, So that's the only issue I have with Rangers. If a team come and they sit back and they try and frustrate like, like Livingston did the previous yeah. week, I'll be honest with you, I don't know what Cammy thinks. I'm watching that game and I never felt at any stage Rangers were, were going to score until and Lundstrom scored in the 91st yeah. minute. And then... Yeah. That six-minute period, after that, then they were peppering the, the Livingston goal. But, yeah, if they play against teams who sit mm. back, they do struggle at times, Rangers. Cammy, here's your player of the month. It's Antonio Cholak. Yeah, we have now three games uh, left before the World Cup. We have three t- trophies to win in this season. And now in uh, the last three games, we want to get out the maximum points. We want, yeah... To continue the same way like we played against Aberdeen and this is must be in every game our standard to perform on the highest possible way and yeah, and this is what we focus on now. 
and the two of them are going for it, Cammy. Here's Joe Hart. He's also asked the same question. What about now that you're back to domestic matters? Pretty simple. We kind of focus game by game. That's never been that's never been an issue for us as a group. So fully focused on Saturday, uh, tomorrow, sorry. And we're, and we're good to go. And the managers, GVB, he knows he needs three wins. Well, it's important. We have the last three games. We need to have nine points. That's a clear, clear goal we have for the next week. Cami, what do you think? What's your prediction for the big game on Sunday? I think it'll be a 1-0 win for Rangers, I think. As Barry was saying, Rangers do really struggle to break teams down. Um, so I think it'll be a, be a hard one, but maybe... Uh, off a positive of last week's result, they might they might they might bounce back from the, the game midweek and hopefully come out and win. I just want to see a wee bit more attacking players to be honest. I'd rather I'd rather draw, draw the game really just going for it full pelt than, you know than draw the game just sitting in, not attacking. So I'd love to see a more expressive Rangers on Sunday. And what are you thinking about the team overall and the signings? I don't know if you heard the manager speaking earlier on about, you know, it's a collective responsibility or work with the football. Well, he just said they're all involved in it, but it's got to be his choices. Here's what he said about signings. Well, I mean, it's obviously, you know, when you have uh, signings, you know, of course you will have signings who will adapt quicker, you know, are, 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 are quicker in the, in the lineup. I mean, that's obvious for, for, for every team. And, uh, you know, the focus when it doesn't go well is always on the players who aren't playing. And that's been the problem for you, isn't it, Cammy? Not enough of the signings have cut the mustard. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if the panel agree, but for me, the, the signings have been, I don't want to say the strangest, but for me, probably Gio's biggest criticism, but I also don't know, you football nowadays that the manager doesn't totally make the signings. It's just, you know, like Yilmaz, for example, I think we paid £5 million, which for us is quite a lot of money, and he doesn't, he wasn't, wasn't getting his game until the last couple of weeks. Um, also, like the signs of Aaron Ramsey, Dial last season, never really worked out. Obviously, they were just loan signings. So it seems to me that everyone that he's signed hasn't really done well, bar the likes of Kolak and obviously Lawrence, who was doing well until he got injured. But for me, the signings haven't been great. They haven't impacted the team greatly, and they've been, it doesn't, they don't look as if they're maybe due signings. Stephen? Yeah, um, it looks from the outside a wee bit scattergun. Yeah, um, good trace. Even even on Ridvan, um, I know Barisic gets a bit of stick, especially um, some of the goals he's lost. In, but he is a Croatian international and a lot of goals come from him. Was it really the area they needed to spend um, five, million. five million on? Um, I know right wing... Every Rangers fan I speak to speaks about not having a right winger for all this time. Like, could the five million have been spent there and spent in the, in the start of living? Because Barisic has played most of the season. Good points. Yeah, that, that's an area where clearly he needs to strengthen. Matondo's not really worked. Um, Sakala, he's played Sakala. I thought Sakala done really well. I don't know what Cami thinks. I, th- I thought he was really good against Aberdeen, but then you step it up a level in the Champions League. He struggled a wee bit. Um, Look, the signings, a lot of them have no work to it, but also like, like see your Kents and Morelos and even Barisic, they're the ones that have dipped below their mm-hmm. usual standard and they need to step up. It's not just about the new signings. Um, but listen, it's, it's clear that he does need to go and, and make a, a few signings come January 1st and, and I hope they're in early doors as well. I, I hope it's not one of these ones where you're, you're leaving it to the, the very last minute of the, the window because it's clear that Rangers need... Um, players um, to come in and not just bulk up the squad Paul yeah, and sure. I maintain that players yeah. that are going to come in you don't need five year in. projects no, no go straight into that starting 11 final word from you Cammy. what would you say uh, just 
I'm, I'm, ho- I'm hoping that Rangers come out on Sunday, like I said earlier, and be more expressive and be more attacking and really look as if they want, they want to win the game. That's all I'm asking for. And as a Rangers fan, you must love this moment. Antonio Cholock, it's like an award ceremony, wasn't it? He just loves getting this award of uh, Player of the Month. It's a big thing for me, and especially like after this short period, I'm here at Rangers. First of all, I have to thank to all my teammates, to all the staff who... Yeah, helped me to, to come to this uh, point now to get this award, of course, uh, to my fiance and family as well, to that everybody yeah, prepare me on the best possible way that I can uh, focus. The most important things is to play and uh, to score goals. And I think uh, it's a big award for me and uh, it means a lot to me. This uh, makes and more motivates me for more to get more of this award. Thanks for that call, Cammy, Barry, Ferguson. To see you're smiling. Yeah, that, yeah, I just think he appreciates where he is, and he's he knows he's at a big club, yeah. and and um, I, I always like to see that Paul, where it's not just about the player, it's about the the teammates. You know what I mean? He you know, he gives them um, a pat in the back as well for for helping them get there. But he certainly listen. He's one that can hold his his head high uh, in terms of his level of performances. As I said, fourteen goals. You're in at the start of November. I think it's a, a great return from him. We'll get the team news coming in, not for the weekend, but for tonight, of course, the seven thirty kickoff. Is yep. it you say about is. Ben Davies? Is he back in the squad? Or? I believe he is. We don't have him speaking about this weekend, about the game itself. It was more but the word is that yeah, Ben Davies, and you'll know more than we do, that probably he will be back for this weekend. I don't yeah. know. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> you probably do know. And after the break, well, here's something to talk about. Ange Postacoglu talking about what's going to be the effect of this World Cup break. I mean, for all teams, but especially at the top, it's an unknown quantity. That's coming up next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show. We'll give you the Aberdeen and Hebs lineup shortly. In fact, uh, yeah, well, very, very shortly when it comes back on the screen. Uh, let's hear Ange Postacoglu talking about the effect. None of us know what's it going to mean because of this break, which will be, well, after next weekend. Three games to go, and then it's the World Cup break for a month. What did they think is going to happen? My gut tells me this World Cup's going to be tough for all managers, all clubs around the world. I think you're already seeing it. I mean, I feel them for... I mean, there's so many players who are now just getting injuries right up until the eve of a World Cup, and you think, well, for a lot of players, a World Cup is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, you know? And when it's in the off-season, or, you know, even if they get a, a little niggle, it's one or two weeks, they've got time to recover before a World Cup now... You know, literally up until the weekend, next weekend, you know, if a player could be out for two, three weeks and they miss a World Cup. So I think it's going to be challenging. And then you think about potential, you know, injuries or even the fatigue factor coming out of a World Cup. I think it's going to be a challenge for for everyone. But, you know, we're not going to have too much of an impact on our squad. You know, we're probably going to have three or four there. Um, but the rest will, will be under our charge, which will help us sort of prepare for the second half of the year. Barry, what would you feel as a manager? It's difficult, isn't it? You're pleased your yeah, players I, are I called still, up. I just yeah. can't get my head yeah. around about that the World Cup's mid-November. Mm-hmm. It's um, And he makes a, a, a right good point there. You, you see the amount of players that are going to miss out on it. If they have got niggly injuries, at least they've got a couple of weeks, two or three weeks before the World Cup actually starts, if it's in the summer. Um, but I don't think your teams up here are going to be hurt that massively because there's not a lot of the players away on on um, World Cup duty it's a, a perfect time for them to maybe take a week away from football forget about it and then come back and get ready to go again mid-December um, Stephen how do you view it what do you think it's going to affect especially the big two yeah well it's it's probably come into light that um, 
how soon it's, it's upon us yeah. and, and those kind of grade one, grade two hamstrings injuries that maybe if you picked up with a couple of weeks to go of the season you'd still make the World Cup you'd still make it into the squad you get one of them in the next um, 10 days then you're not even getting selected by your country so really tough and just thinking about boys around our country maybe might be their one chance at a World Cup guys like Dylan Levitt Martin yeah. Boyle obviously get injured last week how much can they possibly begin into games without thinking please don't get injured please it's, it's only natural once in a lifetime World Cup so um, yeah difficult but I think Ange probably selfishly a wee bit uh, delighted to Hatati and Kyogo don't make yeah. the squad mm. you know uh, from a total selfish point of view he, he must be delighted at that there must be a decent team <laughs> yeah absolutely they, they, my, my head is in it yes he yeah, he's in the squad yeah yep. but, Barry did you ever play and think oh, I've got you know a major tournament for Scotland coming up were you worried about missing out never made a I major know tournament we didn't. I know I, I realised no but big games no, but for big games come on you had major games for Scotland and did you ever feel beforehand you get no, a big I, game for I, Rangers but, I think yeah. if you go out with that mindset something's going to happen yeah. like if you, there's a tackle there you need to go in and think to yourself oh, I don't go in for this um, I'm going to be alright for the, the following week so um, no I, I kind of just went out and, and gave it my all um, if there was any big games coming up but just to let you know again you absolute killed me <laughs> I didn't but it's hard to believe isn't it Barry Ferguson what what a player but we didn't actually get to a major tournament yeah and with some of the I mean uh, the midfield with Paul Lambert mm. you think of how good a career the both of them had and some of the players alongside them at the time you think how did that team not make a World Cup it, or, or a Euros but mm. in fairness I think the Euros if the Euros format was back then I think you definitely played a major tournament exactly it is easier now because of the numbers of teams in yeah, there but yeah. still, they still deserve the Scotland team deserve to get to the, the Euro. I thought they were for sure they were well, I'm not taking anything away for, uh, for, for the achievements but I just mean the, the players we had we always just about just missed out so I think yeah. we, would, we would get at least one Euros yeah. let's get back to this weekend then we'll give you the teams in a few moments the Aberdeen against Hebs but, uh, but before that we're going to do it's the score predictor the score predictor on the Go Radio Football Show with Clyde Belt Home Improvements specialists in all aspects of your PVC windows and doors Yep, guys are standing by, Barry Ferguson, Stephen McGinn, and on the line is Mick, who's on. Good evening, Mick. Hi, guys, how you doing? Good, how are you? Yeah, not bad at all, mate, not bad. Looking forward to it, then we're looking forward to your uh, predictions for the games this weekend. Uh, let's hear from Ange Postacoglu, first of all, in fact, we'll hear from him in just a second or two, talking about the game with Dundee United, which is tomorrow three... Are you going to the game tomorrow, Mick? No, mate, I'll be working, but um, hopefully it's an easy one for us. You reckon? Let's find out what the manager's saying about this game. Yeah, they haven't. And look, that day was a little bit, you know, unusual in that, you know, we just hit a real sort of golden streak of, you know, creating opportunities and scoring goals. We've we've had games where we've probably created more chances than we did that day, quite a few this year. And we just haven't capitalised. That day just all fell for us and you have those kind of days. So I've got no doubt, as you said, they've had a bit of change since then and they're going to make it, come out here and make it tough for us um, tomorrow and we've got to be ready for it, but... I said our form's been really strong and if we continue with that form then we know we're going to be hard to stop. And here's Joe Hart speaking about the game. There's no there's no danger of complacency or anything like that. There's certainly dangers when it comes to the game Saturday like there is. Um, you know, it's been proven many times. It'll be it'll be a good, tough game on Saturday but it'll be, you know, there's no guarantees it won't be down to what's happened previously. It'll be down to how we perform on the day um, and whatever result we get we'll, we'll fully deserve one way or the other. 
So Joe Hart, looking forward to that. We're going to ask you about it, Mick. We'll do it in progression because tonight we've got Aberdeen up against Hibs and we've got the teams in front of us. Stephen McGinn is going to give us it. No, Russian goal for Aberdeen. McCrory, Scales, Stewart, Barron, Miofsky and Duke. They've been in great form and Ramadani as well. Clarkson, Coulson and Richardson. On the bench, Lewis, McKenzie, Morris, Bejuan, Watkins, Duncan, Milne, Kennedy and Ramirez. And the Hibs line-up? unless Stephen moves this and I can't see it, but I'm sure he will. Uh, his old team, Marshall, in goals, the former Scotland keeper. We were just talking about Scotland getting to the Euros. Porteous, Rocky, Hanlon, Cadden, Kennett, Newell, Henderson, McGuinness, Cabraja and Kurevich. So, and on the bench, I'll tell you, but it's too small for me to read over there. Stephen, I don't know if you can see who's on the bench at Hibs. Dabrowski, <laughs> Jaya, Stevenson, Mitchell, Melkerson, Juan, McGregor, Fish and Campbell. Who do you fancy for that one, Stephen? I've actually changed my prediction. Okay, um, it's allowed. Yeah. I've got that luxury this week of seeing the teams and uh, Hibs are actually more defensive than I expected, so I've, I've changed my scoreline. So, you want it now? Yep. I, I had Aberdeen 2-1, but I've actually changed it to 1-0 after seeing the teams. Right. 1-0 for uh, Aberdeen. Aberdeen, sorry. right, you're going. Mick, who do you fancy? Um, it's a tough one, mate, I think. Um, it's an Aberdeen alleged 2-1. You're going to go Aberdeen 2-1. That's your prediction. Yeah. Okay. Barry, what do you reckon? I'm going to go Hibs 2-1. I seen Aberdeen last, last weekend. You weren't impressed? No, yeah. no. Um, I thought they were really poor. Hibs are on a decent run. I think Hibs will edge it 2-1. Okay. Mick, you could win £700 tonight with a friend. Thank at Clyde. It's good, isn't it? Clyde built home improvements. Oh. Were you at one of the nights, Mick? Were you on the programme recently? I was, mate, yeah. I was, yeah. I was at the Real Madrid, um, the home game. Um, it was, yeah, it was a brilliant, brilliant night apart from the score. <laughs> exactly. And what, what about the other night? What did you feel? What about that Jota moment? Ah, it was brilliant, but again, it was, it was also going to be a big ask, wasn't it? And we still played really well. Um, I think it's just a, a development for a lot of players and Ange as well. So hopefully next year to get back in and go again. Okay. So you're going for Aberdeen. This is big money yeah. for Mick, isn't it? So £700. Isn't it? Fantastic. Brilliant. Could be a good the Christmas night. Can you imagine that for the Christmas presents and things, Mick? Make a big difference. That's, that's, that's one hell of a hangover. Oh, sorry, Christmas present. <laughs> Christmas present. <laughs> what do we buy, Barry? The man that's got everything. So, <laughs> tumbleweed in here. A right winger. Right. Oh, a right uh, winger. Oh, <laughs> good answer, Stephen McGinn. <laughs> Kilmarnock up against Livingston. Barry. Oh, my right winger. Uh, <laughs> Kelly against Livingston. I'm what, going what one each. Right, okay. Going for the yes, draw. I'm Mick, what do you draw. think? Again, it could easily go a draw on this one, but I hate, I hate you guys, so go uh, Kelly, edge it 1-0. Right, mm. you're going Kelly, okay, 1-0. Stephen? Um, I actually think, I've actually gone Livingston 1-0. What? Um, oh. Come on, a legend. Yeah. I, just still, I just still think without Dodge and Lafferty, mm -hmm. I don't yeah. really know where the goals come from, uh, and Livingston's such a, a tough team to put away, so I, I've gone away win, 1-0. The plastic pitch derby, as the guys called yeah. it last night, Big Oz and Andy Walker. Mm -hmm. Okay, right, Saturday, Ross County against St Mirren. Mick, you're first, what do you think? Saints doing really um, well, but Ross County needing the win. Yeah, again, again, they're really close. They're really, I've picked a bad way to do this. It's quite hard, but I think St Mirren will edge it. St Mirren, 2-1. St Mirren, 2-1. Barry? Yeah, that's uh, going the same as Mick. 2-1, St Mirren. 2-1. Another of your old teams, what do you feel, Stephen? Uh, yeah, one. I think it's a massive game for Ross County. You know, uh, back to back home games. They obviously didn't get any points last week, and they'll be looking at that game this week to try and to win and get off the bottom of the table, especially with Dun United at Celtic. But I've gone one 0 St Mum. Who was your biggest influence at St Mirren that we would know? 
for different reasons Jack Ross and Tony Fitzpatrick right. um, yeah. Jack obviously brought me in made me captain um, brilliant with me and, but Tony Fitzpatrick's Mr St Martin he's yeah. uh, mm. he was he, he couldn't have been any more helpful for me mm. um, anything I ever wanted he, he tried his best to make it happen and sometimes his ambition even outweighs um, St Martin he, he just wants the best for the club and for us and he, as I said he couldn't have been any more helpful for me and he said top six in his last full season, Barry, and he was two minutes away yeah, from achieving I, I don't mind yeah. that. That's ambition for me. great, yeah. Yeah, but what would happen if he says, oh, listen, oh. I'm just happy to finish second bottom or third bottom, then there would be a, an outcry. He's just showing a bit of ambition. And as you says, Paul, they nearly got there. I think they'll, I think they'll finish top six this year. Good. Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu because we're going to the Celtic game next then. Uh, this is the team update, the injuries. No, the boys trained and everyone's everyone's good. Cam got through training, so um, he's available for tomorrow, which is good. Um, with the rest, you know, obviously, the other night would have taken a fair bit out of them. Um, they all trained, though, so I'll, I'll, I'll make, obviously, a couple of changes to the team tomorrow. But in terms of health-wise, um, you know, apart from uh, Callum, everyone else is good to go. Barry, what do you think then? We touched on it earlier. What do you reckon? I, I was unsure about this one. In terms of goals, um, I'm going to go 4-0 Celtic. I was going to go 5. I'll go 4. Going 4? Okay. Just 4. <laughs> just 4? I'll take 1. <laughs> Each. Stephen, what do you think? Uh, yeah, obviously, still thinking about the 9-0 from hell in the season. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a case of how many. Uh, I've gone for 5. 5-0. Mm. Tony, walk back. Will that make much difference? Yeah, you've shared the load with Fletcher for chasing about up front. Yeah. <laughs> but no goals, no, you no, reckon? I, no. I think I've sold it or at it. Yeah. And they'll be fresh because you just heard that Potter Coglow says there he's going to make a, a couple of changes. It's just how many for me uh, tomorrow at Celtic Park. Mick, what do you reckon? Um, five again, five now. Five. Who for you? you sure. I indeed. <laughs> Mick, who would start for you up front? Um, I think I mean I think Jota has got to play after obviously the free kick. Um, I think Abada and Jack Myers. Abada and Jack Myers. Abada, that, that speed he's got, the way he gets into the box. Yeah, he's and he's a brilliant finisher. But it's, it's really hard to predict um, who Celtic go with in the wings. Um, really hard to predict. But I, th I think he, uh, Jack Myers will start through in the middle. I think with Kyogo playing the, the other two games this week. Right, so that's you're going four, you're going yeah. five, and so is Mick going five. Let's hear Joe Hart. He was buzzing, even though it was five-one. This is what he said after the game with Real Madrid. Uh, look, I don't think you could light it anymore. I think we've experienced something that club we feel that we play for and represent should feel, should be feeling every year, and we want to give that little bit more, give them, give them the victories, give them the progression in the tournament. So um, I don't think it could make us any more hungry for something that we feel is essential to this club. Joe Hart speaking about the Champions League, his experience of it. Let's go to Sunday then. So match of the day, Sunday, 12 o'clock, St. Johnson against Rangers. Mick, will we start with you for the £700? Yeah, I, I, hate, I hate to say it, but I'll need to. So Barry's old team, I think, will win. I don't know, let's go by there, 2-0. 2-0, you think, yep. Cholak, yeah. SC Player of the Month, as you know. So 2-0. Stephen, what do you think? Yeah, McDermott. I've gone with 2-0 as well. Yeah, 2-0. Barry? I, I've went 3-1, Rangers. Right. And up front, who's it going to be? Cholak. Start with Cholak, yeah. yeah. How are you feeling about Morelos? If he's, is, could, could there be Just redemption for him? If frustrated. He, yeah. uh, that's the best word I can describe it. I, I like him. Well, um, nobody praised him more than you over the years. Yeah, yeah, but for me, 
I'm surprised I'm saying this, but for me, the number one striker just now is, is Sholak. He sure is. That's why he's player of the month. Right, so you're all going for Rangers and Hearts against Motherwell. Uh, Stephen, will we start with you? Barry's just scratching his... Well, I'm hoping, obviously, from uh, Paul's point of view, that um, they catch Hearts heart right at the end of the Your last Paul, um, of course. European game and they can catch some cold. But I've, I'm going through the thing. I've gone for one each. One each. Okay, Mick, what do you think? Hearts Motherwell Again, another cracker but I think Hearts will edge it 2-1 Hearts 2-1 Is that one of your favourite games out with the Rangers game? Oh, it's got to be oh, It's got to be it's the, the atmosphere's amazing The edge And Barry you were scratching your beard there so <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad I saw you wanted you a clarification <laughs> Yeah uh, I, 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 Hearts rested a few players mm-hmm. um, Barry Mackay Shanklin guys like that um, Motherwell this is a hard one for me Motherwell brilliant result last weekend I think I, I'm going to go Hearts just to nick it come on Noel no 2-1 <laughs> I'm Two a Hamilton one. boy I know you are but I mean it's Lanarkshire <laughs> club up against I'm an Aki's man yeah indeed okay and for sure team. I know they are yeah right £700 that could be yours so your Hearts 2-1 you're saying Ranger so Mick you've gone for Aberdeen yep You've gone for Kilmarnock, yep. the two big games mm-hmm. tonight. Tomorrow, you've gone for Celtic and St Mirren. Yep. Yep. And then Sunday, you've gone for Rangers and Hearts. Okay. That good chance. Uh-huh. Yes. You've got a feeling, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Stephen, what do you think of his predictions? Yeah, I hope he does it. I mean, good. I've copied them for a few, so yeah, I hope he does it. <laughs> and Mick, you'll be back with yeah, us. Thanks. Listen, see if you get these right. You'll be on on Monday night. James will have the cheque there. He's got the cheque, but we're not allowed near it. And uh, the money will be on the way to you from Go Radio and from our friends at Clyde Built Home Improvements. Mick, thanks a lot for joining us. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Cheers. Thank you. You too. Go Radio Football Show. We're back next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go, go. Paul Kenyon, the Go Radio Football Show with Barry Ferguson, the Rangers and Scotland legend, and Stephen McGinn, the Falkirk captain, and a man of many clubs as well, and a huge game for him tomorrow. Who do you fancy tonight? Cove Rangers against Queen's Park. Who do you reckon, Stephen? Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to seeing, um, it's, a, it's a BBC game, so I'm looking forward to seeing how Queen's Park are going. You know, a brilliant opportunity. I think you can go back top of the league tonight. So, um, yeah, big chance for them. So, hope hopefully they do it. Barry, what do you feel? Uh, I think it'll be a close one I've got a wee soft spot for Cove Rangers because there's a player there that had uh, Charlie Gilmer who was at St Johnson um, he's in loan uh, Cove but I'm going to go I think Queen's Park will just nick it I thought you meant you've got a soft spot for it because of the name <laughs> up, up there up there. no I had yeah. Charlie sure. I, had I know Charlie you did I know. No, exactly. a real yeah. good player do yeah. you know what he should be playing yeah. at a, a higher level but listen he's, he's dropped down to get game time and I'm sure if he plays as many games as he can, he'll get a, a good move in the summer. Right, let's get down to tomorrow. We've got all your predictions then. Let's hear from the managers a little bit more. There's been, there's been some good stuff today though, hasn't there? Already what the managers are talking about because you sense Champions League, there was great expectations for it, Barry, but undoubtedly it's been a disappointment. Rangers have got that unwelcome record um, of the worst team in the history yeah it's of, a record you yeah. don't want but listen they need to look at it this way that's in the past now and they need to focus on what's in front of them and it's three league games until that break Paul and maximum points is needed 
a year since Giovanni Van Bronckhurst took over as manager. Here's his reflections on the 12 months. I love it. I love every day I'm involved with this club. It's great to be to be back, you know, from the first day. I stepped in after the, the loss against uh, Hips in the semi-final League Cup. You know, every day I come to this club, you know, I enjoy it. Uh, just to be working for this club, to be working with my staff and the players. And uh, it's, been, it's been a year now since, um, since I almost joined the club. But as you know, in any profession, any club, you know, we had, uh, we had uh, many highs, but also lows. But uh, just enjoying every, every, every day I'm here. Another headline is Ange Postacoglu. It was the AGM of the Celtic uh, Football Club today. The directors and the manager was there as well. I think he was the star of the show. The Celtic fans love to hear from him. Um, he was telling people what he's learned from the European competition. The, the whole idea of it is that you've been exposed to that level now, so you know what's required. So there's no, you know, that should be your measure from now on. So, you know, you've got to take that sort of mentality into your domestic competition. And if you do that, then I think, A, give yourself a chance to be successful domestically, but also, you know, you've used the time in between. Because there's no point going through what we did next year and then trying to address it in 12 months' time if we're qualified again, because you've wasted 12 months of developing those areas, both as a club and also as, as players individuals. So, you know, the idea is that we take the learnings from the from the Champions League and put them into to the Premiership and Cup competitions and try and play, raise our level of football so that, you know, that gives us, A, the opportunity to be successful again domestically, but then um, to have already put 12 months of work into having more of an impact uh, the next time we're in the Champions League. He's been speaking about the transfer strategy as well, which has been so successful for Celtic. I don't think you can sort of quicken the process, but you can certainly accelerate you know, our ability to bridge the gap, whether that's financially or on the field, by really aggressive and agile in, in, in the transfer market, meaning that we've got to take opportunities when they come along and also maybe even before they come along, preempting so that we're ready and able to to capitalise on things. So, like I said, in the AGM, that can be a little bit unsettling because it may mean that, you know, we have a high turnover of players, not because of we want people to leave. I mean, it's it's if, you know, if players are happy here and they're performing, absolutely, they you know, you, you keep them. But if it means that, you know, you know players do well and, and want to move on to greener pastures, you know, we've got to be ready, willing and able to facilitate that and make sure that we, you know... Um, replenish that with something that's going to take us further down the road. But it's so important, isn't it, for both clubs. Celtic have that successful couple of transfer windows last time. For Rangers, January is going to be huge. Yeah, it will be, but depending on what funds is going to be available, but I would imagine that the Rangers board will, will try their utmost to, to back the manager because I do think that there is a, um, a few positions that need strengthened. Uh, and I think it's always healthy when you bring in um, a couple of players when you walk through that dressing room door you're thinking to yourself right here we go that's a, a bit of strength and a, a decent player walking through the door to, to help us on our way and I'm sure Rangers will try their, their best to do that because I, I honestly believe that they do need a, a couple of players in what positions in the forward areas uh, maybe in the midfield area as well um, but you've got to also remem remember that there is players coming back from long term injuries and again, that'll that'll make Rangers stronger. Is it a rebuild job, or would that be? Well, ten players are out of contract, yeah. and it looks to me at this moment in time that none of the, the ten players are, are committing themselves to to Rangers. And there's, there's got to be a point, Paul, where you say, right, you know what, this can't go on any longer. You either want to sign 
or this is what we can offer you or shake their hand say well done and they need to move on and Rangers will move on and, and rebuild again the club need to take control of the process don't they because it, with Kent yeah, and Morelos the power has been there yeah. I'm just surprised that they've let two players that probably last January and going into the summer were worth a right few million pound now they're what seven weeks mm -hmm. they're worth nothing because they can do their own deals do you think they will stay do you think Morelos will, will stay uh, do you know what the more I think about it maybe it's best that the, the, the part ways mm -hmm. and Kent as well I, I like yeah. both of them I know you do Yeah, I, I do I think Ryan Kent on his days I, I'm a match winner um, Morelos when he's at it and he's fit he's, he's a top striker but the more or the longer it goes on Paul the more it looks to me if they, they won't be at Rangers Stephen what do you reckon? On Morelos and Kent? Yeah um, Yeah I agree with Barry I think I think it's probably the right time to, for, for them to move on um, for their own careers and for Rangers um, the whole but the whole thing the one of the strangest one for me from the outside looking at them is the goalkeeping situation is when Alan McGregor McGregor came on for his standing ovation against Hearts in the final I assumed that was him yep. a brilliant servant to Rangers one of the best goalies we've had in the country in, in my lifetime anyway and then to bring him back and then to start him the season on the bench and now he's back in uh, starting so that whole situation that needs cleared up what happens um, and what big gloves to fill obviously we how good he still is for Rangers so um, that, that I think they started off on the wrong foot with that situation Yeah I mean you asked us at the start of the season who you went through both Celtic and Rangers yeah. mm -hmm. and you asked me who the number one would be and I, I said because he'd signed a new contract for me Alan McGregor's clearly by Miles is the best goalkeeper at Rangers and what do you make about what Ange Postacoglu was saying then? He's got the game with Dundee United tomorrow. Let's hear what he says about the opposition. Yeah, they have. And look, that day was a little bit, you know, unusual in that, you know, we just hit a real sort of golden streak of, you know, creating opportunities and scoring goals. We've, we've had games where we've probably created more chances than we did that day, quite a few this year. And we just haven't capitalised that day, just all fell for us. And you have those kind of days. So I've got no doubt, as you said, they've had a bit of change since then. And they're going to make it come out here and make it tough for us. Um, tomorrow and we've got to be ready for it but as I said our form's been really strong and, and if we continue with that form then we know we're going to be hard to stop Hard to believe though that the goal machine that Celtic is domestically didn't prove to be that in the Champions League Yeah but it just shows you the levels I mean and just saying everything they hit went in against United but that was a brutal day you know uh, uh, Jack Ross is someone I'm close to uh, respect look up to and it was a it was really it was a brutal day. I mean, they were they were so clinical that day, and, and it, it genuinely could have been double figures. So, um, but at Champions League level, if you don't take your chances next minute, um, a Mudrich or a uh, yeah. Vinicius Junior yeah. go up the other end and show you how to do it. So that is football's about levels, and and it's a huge jump that Celtic Rangers make. Who was the outstanding player for you, Barry, in the games that we watched in recent weeks? I know. Look at Celtic's uh, group. Modric, would it be? Yeah, well, yeah. I'm a massive fan of him. Um, I think he's a superb player. He, he's probably, and even at that age, he's still running games of, of football. Yeah, he he was a he was a star of the show for me. And from the Rangers section, you know, from the group there, I mean, obviously there were so many different players. Salah's performance that day, I suppose, is in the history books now, in the record books. Yeah, hat trick in what six six minutes. 
12 seconds or something like that. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, there was, there was so, it was, uh, the Rangers group's a hard one to, to call who probably yeah. stood mm. out most for, uh, for me. Stephen, would you have mm. won? Well, probably Salah, just because I play fantasy football with my friends and I've stopped by Salah this season, <laughs> uh, week in, week uh, out, and he's not quite hit the heights. And then right, yeah. he comes on for five minutes against Rangers and scores yeah. a hat trick, honestly, just screaming at the telly. <laughs> Um, one for me probably as I think second or third choice striker at Napoli is um, Diego Simeone's son uh, Giovanni yes, I, I thought he was excellent in both games against Rangers and um, you can only imagine how good the the, the main guy Ohimison or whatever he's called how good must he be to keep the, uh, Giovanni out of the team they had players that I had yeah. never really took yeah. notice of um, the, the Georgian wonder boy what a player he was Carval Celia yeah. I'll let you say that. What I was nearly that? said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was he was special, isn't he? Um, yeah, yeah he, he obviously never played no, the, sure. the, the last game. Yeah. Um, but Which in a way is disappointing, of, isn't it? You know, part of you wants to see them, and part of you wants to see them on the bench. Yeah, but in terms of the Rangers group, there was a number of players, but you, you can't take anything away for that six minutes that that Salah and, and I said it earlier in the show. He was going through a tough time. That was people Tell saying is he is he the same player or whatever, and then he, he comes on and he. He does that to Rangers. Who's going to win the tournament? I've asked you before, but now that Man we've City. finished, it's going to be Man City, no question. Yeah, yeah. I think I think this is his year. What about the youngster who scored 17-year-old the other night? Oh, brilliant. And amazing. Yeah. 17. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So it's mad that we're, we're talking about them and I know they didn't even top their group. But I bet you the one team Man City are really worried about is uh, Liverpool. You reckon? Yeah, yeah just, mm-hmm. just even a few weeks ago, it's, apart from obviously, I know they did well in the Champions League, but going to Anfield again and losing I think you just never know with Jurgen Klopp's teams good point because the title's gone for them it just yeah. in terms of Man City it just shows you there's still a pathway for young talent yeah. to come through and seeing seven I mean they were talking before it and after it he's been at the club since he was eight, year, eight years of age um, 17 year old scoring a goal in the Champions League um, and playing in that team I know they made a number of changes but some of the football they play is ridiculous it's phenomenal they are they're absolutely phenomenal and I hope they do it yep. I do because they're, they're brilliant to watch Cholak man of the day for he's a player of the day for uh, the, the month of October for 31 days here's his manager speaking about his striker well, I think he's uh, you know, happy with his performances uh, this season so far he's been um, selling in really quick scoring a lot of goals for us important goals so for me his adaptation was uh, you know it's you know he's been pretty pretty good I think Borna helped him a lot with his adaptation to uh, to Glasgow. You know, he's a um, very open character, so he's uh, you know very very nice to ha- have around. You know, not only uh, me as as a as a coach, but the staff, but also with the players. He's uh, he's well liked in the dressing room. You know, very positive to see his contributions so far um, for for Rangers. And they need that spirit, don't they, in the dressing room? He's mentioned Barisic helping him, fellow countryman. Yeah, but in terms of Shola, he, he has he comes a cross really bubbly that he's delighted to be there and that, that's what you want to see um, I, again Paul a, a player I never knew much about um, and then when I first seen him I was I, I was unsure but listen he's, he's certainly um, for 1.8 million he's a real good bit of business uh, from Gio um, and 14 goals is a brilliant return and I'm sure he'll, he'll add to that Who's going to be the top scorer in the Premiership this season? Is that the same question as asking you who's going to win the title? Yes. <laughs> it is. Who's going to be the top scorer? Who do you think? Well, 
Cholak started off to a flyer. I think I think if Celtic had a regular, um, if if Kyogo or Jakimakis get a shot at all the games, um, I think they'd be more competitive with it. But because they share out the goals and they share out the time, but I think Cholak's going to set a target hard to beat. But just just on Cholak, mm. when you when a signing comes in, I don't really care what they like as as a guy if they're a good player. But if you can get both, he sounds like a good character and he's doing the business, then uh, can't ask for any more. Good shout. Barry, who's going to be the top striker in the country this Steve, season? Steve makes a good point because yeah. Celtic do change with Kyogo and Yakamakis at the moment. Rangers don't really change. It's Sholak who mostly plays the, the domestic games. Um, look, he's, he's in me a great shout. Final word, I think, from Joe Hart then, who talked about the campaign and about Celtic and learning from the Champions League experience and pushing to retain the title. Look, we're a team, I think, goes without saying, we're trying to improve all the time, trying to build on what we're doing, trying to build, you know, 96, 97 minutes of, of us being on the front foot, being attacking. Um, so, look, like I say, it's only something that we can keep pushing on in training, which we'll do today, um, and, we'll, and we'll look to take that into games. Just didn't get time to give you the Killy lineups. Any surprises there, Stephen? Your old teammates? Yeah, just I thought uh, Christian Doidge was definitely out, but I've seen him on the bench. So uh, I wish I could go back and change my. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Too late. Listen, good luck tomorrow. I think the crowd's going to be, what, 7,000 or, or yeah, maybe so more? Yes, definitely yeah. over 7,000. So yeah, can't wait for the game to come tomorrow. That game being Falkirk against Dunfermline. Looking to come up both teams. Barry, for you, football wise? Not my old man, 76 tomorrow. Um, so yeah. I'm going to take him out for a, a bite eating a few wet ones um, and see how long he lasts not so 76 your dad's first dirt. name Archie Archie yeah, Happy. he was a, a big part of my obviously career so fantastic yep. still so, moans <laughs> worse <laughs> than me and Derek as well gets it doesn't he uh, yeah. we, we all get it um, so no Listen. so 76 take him out for a bite eat and a couple of drinks brilliant nice way to end it good luck to Archie enjoy the weekend thanks everyone who joined us all this week we're back again on Monday Zoe Kelly is up next after the news the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland let's go, go. There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.